What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Bullpen. I'm stoked right now because sitting across from me right here right now, if you can't feel her presence at this moment in time, the sexiest woman alive. We th- we thought we'd throw a little wrench in the in, you know, in the pot today and uh, bring on someone who I think everyone needs to hear from. My it's beautiful true. my beautiful wife. That's me. Kenzie Evans. We won't say that. We won't say the full name. How you doing, baby? I'm good. <laughs> See, this is okay. So everybody, so I'm a little the, nervy. I'm a little nervous. It's funny. Well, well, you're just talking to me, though, baby. I know. I know. But this is interesting because any of you ever done a podcast where you interview your spouse? I'm actually excited for this because I get to interview my wife. This is going to be awesome, man. Well, first off, baby, a lot of people want to know, you know, who you are, right? Want to people? A lot of people want to know. What it's like in a day of life, you know, living what the life we live, Bull's right? Wife. The bull's wife, yeah. Yeah, I'm a legendary bull rider. Uh, you are, yeah. yeah. She'll stay on for at least eight Stop. seconds. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, baby. Well, the same question as every guest on the bullpen. What's your story, baby? What got you here oh, to this point? No. People want to know. Who are you, babe? Who am I? Yeah, what's your story? Um, I grew up in California. Mm-hmm. And my family moved around a lot. So me and Jared, I feel like, have um, a super similar story with that. I was always the new kid. Right. Loved it. It's my favorite. Yeah. Um, yeah, we moved to Utah, I don't know, over 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But there's um, a lot to break down you're leaving out here. You moved around well, a lot. There's a lot to unpack I just don't there. know what you want me to say. Well, bring it out. Like, let's go. So like, you which st- part? So you grew up in California. Right, yes. everyone knows. Yeah. I grew up in California in Temecula, mm-hmm. right? Where mm-hmm. it's I was born in Pleasanton, which is okay up by San Francisco. That's right. And then we moved down south to Temecula, See, which I, is inland of Oceanside. See, I forgot that. I thought you were born down in Temecula. Born Pleasanton. Five years. I'm still learning stuff new. See, that's what I told you. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you, you knew that. Um, okay, so you, so you're living in Temecula now. Then what? So here's what's actually I think super important that I think uh, people would love to hear about your story is that there's actually you know like you guys struggled. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like, yeah, you moved around yeah. a lot, but there's a, there's a reason why you guys yeah. went through a massive thing with 2008. Like there's a lot of yeah, success par- before that, yeah. but you know, yeah. yeah. So that's my parents did um, real estate and they killed it. Like yeah. they were amazing with it. Um, yeah. and then the 2008 crash happened. Right. Um, and we had a lot of family up in Idaho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Um, and my family just decided like, you know, California was kind of getting crazy. And so we just... Decided to, you know, mm-hmm. go out on a whim and we moved to good old Preston. Preston, Idaho. Dude. Land of Napoleon Dynamite Yikes. and that's about it. Yikes. <laughs> there's nothing, nothing. I mean, well, yeah, no, there's nothing in Preston. Mm. But yeah, we had family up there. And so we just, um, my grandma's sister lives up there. And mm. so we had all of our cousins. And so we just up and left California. We literally just like packed all our crap up mm. and just moved. And then. Yeah. Um, yeah, we opened up a restaurant up in mm. Idaho. Yeah. Um, barbecue I, spot. No, it was like an American diner. It wasn't barbecue? <laughs> no. I thought you kept saying no. you used to work at the barbecue and you hate the no, smell. No, that was when me and Connor ran the barbecue in Sandy. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah so yeah. we, yeah, we had some pretty property up in, um, Idaho. We, you know, that's where we had our horses mm-hmm. and yeah, so my family well, You just guys went from the, like big house with a pool in California and then, you know, move on out to Idaho, you know, <laughs> like in running restaurants. So a pretty we big, actually had you know, a switch. rent, we actually had to rent this house. <laughs> that 
it was like on Main Street or whatever in Preston and we called it the white barn house because like it was shaped like a barn and mm. it was just like dude it was just temporary mm. it was temporary right. and like our, our family's trying to figure shit out and mm. anyway but like we had like on Napoleon Dynamite, if you've seen Napoleon Dynamite, yeah. we had like Uncle Rico's van like parked in our driveway for like ever. No, you did not. I didn't know that. Yeah, I have told no, you this story thought, so many times. We have I have not this. heard about the, you had the van? Yeah, so like my dad is friends with like the guy that owned the dealership in town or whatever. It's a small <laughs> town. Like everybody knows everybody, okay? It's like when we like, anyway, yeah. so and like my dad has been in the car business forever. I don't remember how he mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I don't remember, but mm -hmm. The guy was like, hey, do you mind if we park this van like in the driveway? Like we got we need somewhere to put it or whatever. And so it was parked there for like ever. I think mm. I don't know. I can't remember if they it I think it got my dad drove it in like the parade with Connor, maybe sure. or something. I don't right. remember. There yeah. was like anyway. And then we moved out to Cub River and we had like a house up there mm -hmm. and that's where we had like the property and stuff. And right. like, that's like up a canyon. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. And it was like it was beautiful. Um but we had uh Oh, what's the freaking uh, Tina's mom? The llama. The llama. Yeah. It came with the house. But it was <laughs> So you Tina. had the van and the llama. <laughs> no, no, no. We didn't keep the van. It was, no, yeah. no, 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 no. We didn't keep the van. It was just like parked there. But we had Tina's mom, the llama, with the house. Anyway, that, those Tina, suckers are mean. <laughs> those suckers are mean, man. They spit at you. They freaking shit these huge pile. It was gross. Yeah, but having a llama on your property actually gives you a lot of tax benefits. Oh, I don't know about Idaho. I don't know. I don't yeah, remember. It does actually. I just yeah. remember me and Connor tried to ride that thing. Oh no. <laughs> we like, I, I was so young. He was well, that's so, why it's we mean. were so dumb. I mean, we tried to tie that thing up to the yeah. fence and hop on and it's just, it was yeah. not like, it was not right. a good idea. But anyway. Yeah. So then from Idaho, we were only there for like, like maybe a year. And then, um, my dad's parents passed away. Hmm. Um, and so when they passed away, we just decided to like, we had to go out to California to go and like, clean up, you know, like do their mm -hmm. house and move stuff out and, you know, split whatever with my uncle. And like, we all were there and we were just taking care of everything. And then mm -hmm. from there, we just decided to move to Hawaii. Yes. Okay. That's, that's what's so, I, I love, be like, cause you go from California. Yeah. Right. Idaho. Then Hawaii. Right. <laughs> it's just like, just, you know, yeah. like it's a completely like, I, I just, I always want to ask like Brandy and Al, you know, like. I think I know well, the reason so why, but like from Idaho to Hawaii, so, you know, like. Well, so I think what happened was um, when my, so when my dad's parents passed, so my grandpa passed per first and then three months later, my grandma passed mm. and she, you know, she had cancer. Right, she right. like had five different types of cancer and I think it was just the chemo that ended up taking her. But um, I think, I mean, obviously I'm sure they left my parents something. I don't know. I was so young, but yeah. I think that's when we were like, oh, well, let's just go to Hawaii. And my mom has, uh, her dad's Hawaiian. Mm -hmm. And so because she, she's, it was like on her bucket list. She always right. wanted to live in Hawaii. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So yeah. we just went on out there and <laughs> Hawaii is something else. Well, what, so tell us what was living in Hawaii like as a Palangi? <laughs> um, it, <laughs> it's Holly. It's a, oh, a little Holly girl, but oh, Belongi. What is that? Is that that's from Tongan or whatever. I don't know, but it, it was, I was a little Holly girl. That's what they call me. But um, it was hard. It was hard. I think that was like what I remember. Like it was. It was really hard for. I mean, it was fun. Like the first little bit was fun. We were there for like three, three and a half years. Um, but I was the youngest. I mean, I am. I'm the youngest yeah. in my family, and I was. Right. You know, I was going through my. <laughs> cute little chubby stage and <laughs> you know like i just you know yeah. anyway so 
you know, I was the new kid again. And when you're not from there, like, you know, it's very cultural there and, mm-hmm. you know, they do things a certain way. And so when you're not from there and you come in, especially if, you know, if you're mm-hmm. a white kid, right, and a, right. you know, I was just like the only like one of the few blonde hair, blue eyed kids in my mm-hmm. school. Like I just, anyway, I think that's where I like f- first really started experiencing like bullying. Mm-hmm. So for me, I didn't love it. Like yeah. I always like would like fake that I was sick so I didn't have to go to school. Yeah. Like, I I mean, I remember like <laughs> my sweet dad would get like so irritated with me because mm-hmm. I just never wanted to go to school and he's right. like, you have to go. And yeah. so anyway, I just hated it. But I think I was there, I don't remember what grades, like maybe fourth through sixth, mm-hmm. fourth through fifth, yeah. no, third through fifth, I don't know. But yeah, that's when I really started like, you know, feeling like the bullying hard. Kahuku, right? Yeah, Kahuku Elementary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mm-hmm. siblings went to the high school, but um yeah things are things just got hard like that's when you know hawaii's fucking expensive yeah and so you know we went there doing really 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 Mm. really good and then you know within a few years we're just like there's no way like there's no way you know and finances are hard on the family Mm. and you know anyway so it was it was fun but it was hard it wasn't my favorite like i don't think i would ever like even going back there like every time we visited it's just like yeah it's so weird to like drive by you know certain things or like whatever because you just remember yeah you know, yeah. hardship. Well, but. like living in Hawaii is different than visiting Hawaii. Oh, way different. Yeah. Way like different. How, like tell, tell everyone, like how's that much different? Well, I don't, well, because when you go on vacation to your Hawaii, you're just in vacation mode. Right. So you're not really like thinking like, you know, like how they're cold. Like, I think you see like the best of the best in Hawaii when you yeah. go on vacation. But when you live there, I mean, like. like when you're on vacation, you're not buying groceries every single week. You're not, you mm-hmm. know, you're not like having to like, pay all of the bills and pay all like it i mean it's expensive like mm-hmm. milk was like you know seven eight bucks a gallon i'm sure it's higher now right, because right. of thing how things are but mm-hmm. you know so like and we had four kids and then mm-hmm. you know my parents and my grandma came out after her mission and she came and lived with us and we had a full house mm-hmm. you know and then we, you get kids and they have to you know drive cars and they, it was just expensive like mm-hmm. everything we did it was just like crazy because of how expensive it was right and so like in order to like i think it's just my parents just ended up you know, coming to like a conclusion of like, they just, there was no way for our family to like live happily and, you know, comfortably if Mm. we continued being there. Right. Especially with like, I mean, I think my mom, like, obviously my mom loves the culture. She Mm -hmm. loves like, that's just, you know, how she grew up and you know what she loved with her dad and whatever, but it just wasn't like the best for our family. So that Mm -hmm. we, so then we were supposed to move back to California Mm. And it's funny because I was like, I was probably like 11. Yeah. I don't think I've ever told you this, but. Okay, here we okay, go. Okay. So I was like 10 or 11 when we were moving back, when we were planning on moving back. And our old house in California, in Temecula, went up for sale. And my dad was looking at the market and was like, Brandy, like, our house is like on the market. Like, should we try? Like, should we just like go for it? And I was just like, dad, like, you've always said, like, why would you like, like, I, because I can't remember like the exact quote, but I was just like why would you like move like backwards on something when like Mm. you've always wanted to like go forward? Yeah. Yeah. So like, why would we go back to that? Like, why would you want to go back and like live Mm. in the same house and live in the same life? Like, why would Mm. we do that when you've always wanted to do this, this and this? Mm. And like, I think that like stuck with my dad because he reminded me that like a few times, like, cause like, okay, so we're supposed to move back to California. So like we all flew to Utah because Mm. we had a family reunion And we had to figure out all this stuff to get all of our shit shipped back. And like, it's freaking expensive. And they have to ship it into San Diego and you have to drive out to San Diego and pull your shit back. Anyway, 
so we were all in utah and like everybody that we just freaking talked to like oh you guys moved to utah you guys moved to utah my parents were like and no, yeah. like absolutely not. Like we always like, you know, we like our families in the LDS church. Like mm-hmm. when you're a California Mormon, yeah, it's very different from a Utah Mormon. And so like yeah. Utah Mormons just don't have the best rep. And so it was it's just different. like, oh heck no. Like we would never move here. Like, mm-hmm. especially with the church and like the culture of like, you know, whatever. But I mean, like everybody literally was asking us. And so my mom, and so we couldn't find like a house in California that mm-hmm. we loved. Like, I think my mom had like friends out there looking for us and we were just like, mm-hmm. we could not figure it out. Right. And so my parents just found this house in Sandy and just like got it on a handshake basically. Mm -hmm. And just like, anyway, so we Mm -hmm. ended up, so like we actually were like staying, I don't even remember what it's called. It's like this little hotel up in Marie because we had the dogs and we had to like, we just, and we needed like a long-term stay for a minute mm-hmm. without, but like, because like Airbnb was nothing back mm-hmm. then. Like it wasn't like, you know, like we were like in a hotel, which is like fine. Like right. we were cool with it. Cause it was like temporary, but it was like a motel, right? No, 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 no. Well, I mean like, it was just like a, like a long, like a long stay. Yeah. It was like decent. Right. Like it wasn't like janky or anything, yeah. but I mean, I'm sure now it is, but, yeah, right. um, but yeah, we were probably there for like, I don't, I don't even remember. Mm. I want to say it felt like it was fucking yeah. a month. It was in a hotel room. Like that is just like, a. yeah, know, I yeah. think we had like, yeah. And so I don't know, maybe it was a few weeks. I don't remember anyway. And then they got this house in Sandy and then we we're just like, well, shit, I guess we're just, we're moving to Utah. Mm. And so we did that. And my dad got back into the car industry and mm. my mom, um, my mom's like a jack of all trades. Yeah. I think true. she started going, I think she went back into, uh, she did like HR for a minute yeah. and then she went back into managing, um, jewelry. She did the jewelry, right. but she managed like, uh, stuff at Nordstrom. She was like, a uh, right. Uh, with like the, Oh my gosh, I'm blinking. Regional like the cosmetic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was like a manager over the cosmetic yeah, right. industries mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so yeah, that's kind of how that was <laughs> how we got here. <laughs> well, it's cause, um, it's funny how certain locations have it have like carry an energy for us, you know. Like mm-hmm. that's actually something that um, I've been thinking about a lot recently, especially because Ellie talks about yeah, like, these locations about and like night. energies yeah. and stuff. And because I, I, I think I, I ask you this every time we go visit California, we go we we would go up to Idaho or go down to Hawaii. I'm I'm constantly feeling like your energy mm. with it, you know. That's why I always ask you those questions, like how do you feel being down here? Because I know for me how I feel when I go back to Provo. You know, when I go back to Provo or Grand Provo's Hill, the pits. you know, like it, I, I know I like, it's that feeling, but you just like see everything kind of flash back. Yeah. I know. Like you, yeah. see, you, you don't just, see, you don't just see, you know, a house, you see the front porch where like I yeah. got in a fight. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or you don't, you, you see like, you know, the fence that I was puking on or you, yeah. you know, you don't, you don't see, you see the memories tied to it. Right. Yeah. And there's the energy there. So I've always wondered like, you know, in regards to cause for me, this, how I've always felt for you. Maybe of all the places that you guys live, California, you probably had the best memories. Because yeah. it seems like in, in Hawaii, it was pretty brutal, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. In Idaho, it was pretty brutal, yeah. right? And even some, you know, here in Utah, I, I fucking hate you. You know, we talk about yeah. moving to Texas all the time. I hate Utah. But there's parts in Utah where it's like, oh, you know, I like it's no fun being here sometimes. But for me, of all the places you guys live, maybe California was where you have the best energy, maybe best you know, yeah. memories. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that mm-hmm. was like. I think probably the best times of like my family's life for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. But when we go back to California, I don't necessarily feel like I'm back home. Mm. 
Like I wouldn't like I know I'm from there, but I don't think California feels homey to me. Mm-hmm. So like that's why like when you say like you hate Utah, yeah. I was like, well, I kind of like Utah because like compared to like raising kids, mm-hmm. like in these other states, Utah feels really safe. Yeah, you know, quote unquote, like you don't have to worry about like sending your kids to school and there's right. just like yeah. gangs or like right. everyone's doing drugs. I mean, like it's everywhere, obviously, but it's Mark very like shel- yeah. like it's a little it's like Utah's it's a little bubble. Yes, it is. Yeah. So like compared to like raising your kids, you know, anywhere else, it's just yeah. It feels like safer yeah. here in a way. But I guess that's probably why I have such a thing with Texas then. Yeah. Is because there's such an energy for, you know, just for some reason in Texas, you know, like for you and me both, but also just in general, just being there, like I almost crave the energy yeah. that I feel when I'm there kind I of know, thing. I know, because it's a little sanctuary. It, it feels like it, you know, <laughs> like we talk, I think we talk about that a lot, you yeah. know. Um, but all right, let's fast forward a little bit, okay. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's our story? Let's talk about our story. Well, because apparently, we ha- I feel like we have a different, me and you have different stories. Well, apparently, according to everyone, that you married me for my money. Well, <laughs> well yeah, because yeah, because your dad gave us a million dollar loan. I didn't know that. We got to call see, Joey. I, see, that's what's, that's what's fascinating. <laughs> what, what we've heard up to this point, like floating around the internet, is that I, I got a million dollar loan, quote unquote, from my dad, and she married me for my I'm money. I'm going to call Joe and ask him where that. I know. Fuck I, our money like, hey, show. Dad, where's my money? Yeah, where the hell is this According million dollars? According to New Master 69 <laughs> on YouTube, you gave me on a million TikTok, bucks. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. And we still live in his parents' basement, just so everybody yeah, knows. Yeah, oh, apparently we still live there and we're, <laughs> we don't, have, all this money's are my parents' oh, money. No. You know, is it like, I, like, what's, and yeah. like people talk about, like, it's, I don't know how this shit's floating around at this just point. Just because it's, because we're young. I think it's mm. because we're young and people, like, I mean, like, I think but it's. But they're creative. Where are they getting this from? Like, I'd love dude, to know. I bet you it's on Reddit. <laughs> Along with the Alphacon shit, it's Alpha on Reddit. Alphacon, Twitter, oh my gosh. Well, all right, so how did we meet, baby? Why don't you give them the story? How, did you marry me for my money? Because I was so rich? And no, baby boy didn't have any money when we met. <laughs> <laughs> um, farmers only, that's where we met. <laughs> um, no, so yeah. we, uh, I was 18, um, and I was like, I, I had dropped out mm. of high school yeah. okay That's all, i think it's I, you my know, mom hates when i say that because she thinks i didn't drop out but i had to physically sign a form that dropped me out in order to get my gd okay Good. which school. i'm proud of it i'm I don't proud care of it because i didn't waste four fucking years on nothing hell yeah so Screw um it. i got school my sucks. ged and i went to hair school because mm-hmm. that's what i always wanted to do i grew up you know my mom did hair and i just always just felt like that was like mm-hmm. my thing so Went to hair school. So by the time I was like 17, I already had my license in hair. Mm-hmm. And I was working like, you know, like in salons and shit. Yeah, you right. know? And yeah. before, yeah, anyway. So I was just busy. Mm. I was busy. And my only social life, like besides like the two friends I had, mm. was literally like Tinder. Like yeah. it was just, that's like all like, you know. And like, yeah. I think technically you're not supposed to be on Tinder under 18. No, you're not. But I was like, like, I just like I didn't have a fucking social life. I was just like, well, you're dude, I out of high dating. school, like, and you're technically doing yeah, so, like, like I didn't have any point. friends yeah, because right. like I wasn't in high school, and like everyone that I like got along with was always older. Like yeah. I always like dated people that were older. I always mm-hmm. had older friends. Yeah, you're just gonna <laughs> stop. <laughs> um, and so I just yeah, so it was just Tinder. So anyway, so like I was like, uh, oh shit, I'm blinking. Um. Well, that's things like you're, you're on dinner. I had just gotten back from a mission. Yeah. So you I know? was having this conversation with my sister. It was yeah. right after Thanksgiving. I had just gotten dumped. Like mm-hmm. my brother just got married. This motherfucker was supposed to come to my brother's wedding with me. And then like he broke up with me the day before. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. thank you. 
And so I just like was done. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, fuck, and fuck you too, man. But thank you. Anyway, but um, I was talking to my sister and she's like, Kenzie, you've got to get off Tinder. Like yeah. just delete it. Like you need to take a break. Like just like get off because like I also really wanted to get married. Like right. I was 18 by now. Yeah. And like looking back, like what the yeah, like, <laughs> we'll what? <laughs> what? But yeah. I just like all I wanted was to like have my husband. Like I all I wanted to do was mm-hmm. get married and like start a family. And and so anyway, so I was just like talking to my sister about. She's like, you need to like go live. Like my sister had like moved to Tokyo when she was eighteen. Mm-hmm. Like she had gotten some life experience. Like. Right. And like she loved it, and I think that was like probably like one of the biggest experiences for her to well, like you were, really you come were in. Actually, on the on the verge of going to like New York or something. For yeah, her. to like, go do like yeah, yeah, to just like get out and go experience right. it. Like I didn't care what I did, but yeah. I was just like I gotta go. So yeah. anyway, it was the day after Thanksgiving. I was driving my ass to work, and I like was thinking about my sister's conversation. I was like, hey, I'm just like gonna delete it. So I like I'm driving, and I like hop on my phone. I open Tinder to like go delete it, like because I was gonna like really delete my account, and like. <laughs> Jared's profile popped up. It was the very first profile profile that popped up on, yeah, on my thing. Yeah. And so I saw that and I was just like, ah, just like one more. Yeah. So like, I'm just this wife right just on this one. And then like, I'll just like hold it open. And like, you couldn't couldn't pass up on the sexiness. Well, your story's a little different. So don't even. Mr. Bet date. Okay. All right. No, 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 no. This is, this is where we You were being told by your family friends that you need to delete Tinder. All my friends were trying to convince me to try no, Tinder. No, you said that you had roommates. I'll freaking call it oh, Yeah, roommates. call Zach. Call, uh, yeah, call them all. You said you had roommates yes. and you gave them shit because you're like, you're never going to meet your eternal companion exactly on Tinder. That's exactly what I was It's like, you're, you're not going to meet your eternal companion on Tinder. And they're like, I bet you can't even get a date on Tinder. No, this is what they, you said, they, said, they said you should just try it once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. And I was like, I was like, all right, I'll try it. So da- anyway. I downloaded it on Thanksgiving or the day after Thanksgiving. And for one of the first profiles I see pop up, you. I don't know if and it was I, the first. No, it wasn't the first profile. Yeah, it was know, one of the first. I saw here. it, and then we matched. And then all of a sudden, we matched, and I was like, yeah. oh, shit. So anyway, and he so messaged me. Yeah. He messaged me, and like we actually didn't even really talk. He was just like, gosh, I wish I would have like screw, like kept those like the screenshots or something what what screen like the only conversation we had i met yeah. you and me was like can i take it on date <laughs> and i was like, like there was no I, yeah totally i didn't, I didn't know like, the tinder game and or you're whatever. like sweet i'll pick you up tonight and like we literally, literally and then I he said. was like <laughs> let me like yeah and then like he's like what's your number like i'll like just like text you or whatever yeah i should have come up with some so, clever like about pizza or something i, don't, I, don't, I just, yeah, I just yeah, messaged, yeah. can i take so, it on date and by now I was working, I, I think I was doing hair part-time because I was like still like new in the game and I was actually working with, um, my mom was HR over this insurance company. Yeah. And so I was actually working in a freaking call center yeah. doing insurance stuff. Yeah, and so, that. yeah. So um, anyway, yeah. So then like, yeah, we really, so I was just like standing at my desk all day and like it, the texting was like, so like meh that I was like, it'll probably be better in person. Like whatever. Oh, like, <laughs> but like, you're not a texter. No, I'm not. Like you weren't. No, and so anyway, so, no. but like he I, was I'm so cutesy, the yeah. dimples. I was like, right. no, 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 I'm going for sure. Have to. So we really didn't even talk at all during the day. And then like, he picked me up like later that night and like, <laughs> <laughs> this is how you do it boys listen Literally, up take notes he was so cute he like showed up in like this cute little blue button down oh gosh, and yeah. he picked me up at my parents house and he has a little jeep <laughs> and he gets out and like he comes like to get me i'd like already started walking out the door because i'm like no 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 no, no. like you don't have to come to the door like i'll just yeah. like come out and so he like came out to get me and he was so fucking cute like yeah. his dimples anyway the second i saw him i knew i would marry him but mm. like you know like crazy or not i would take yeah. it but 
yeah and so then mm-hmm. we um we were supposed to go to the salt lake lights for christmas yeah but then you're like, no, it's like so far and yeah. they're going to close. So like, why don't we just go to this well, Lumineer place I didn't have or a lot whatever. Of money for gas. Nah, my sweet little angel boy. So we <laughs> so stayed, we, we stayed real we stayed close. Really to close. We <laughs> went to Seven Eleven and got hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any fucking money. <laughs> so uh, yeah, he took a, he was like, well, let's stop for hot chocolate. So we stopped at Seven <laughs> Eleven. There's a Starbucks right across the street, but that's fine. We went to Seven Eleven. Yeah. Got some hot chocolate, and then he took me over to the Lumineer lights, but, like, they were closing or something, and so there is, like, this little trolley parked in the parking lot, Mm -hmm. and he was like, let's just, like, go climb inside it. Like, let's just, like, I don't know. Like, let's go have fun. And I'm like, okay, I'm in the tightest freaking jeans that I could possibly squeeze my ass into, okay? Oh, yeah. And he makes me climb up on this trolley. Yes. And um, we're like standing there with each other, and he fucking spills his hot chocolate all down me. Okay, she spilled. No, it. no, 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 no. Mm. And I was wearing these cute flats, so like, and like my toes were covered and stuff because it was like winter. But like, I looked cute. But I had freaking hot chocolate, so I'm like all sticky. But I'm like, oh my gosh, don't worry about it. Like it's totally cool. Like we just go back to my parents' house. Anyway, should go back to my parents' house. Mm. I change, and then I think we took my car. Yeah. Up. <laughs> You're like, right, because my tank was on empty. Because right, I'd have a lot of money, guys. <laughs> and then we took my car up to this little, like, um, I think it was like midnight by now, but we went up to this little site, uh, what do you, lookout point yeah. up in Draper. Mm-hmm. And then we just, like, talked and we talked and we mm-hmm. laughed. And then mm-hmm. he whipped me out of the car mm-hmm. and danced with me mm-hmm. to this little country song, mm-hmm. Lee Bryce, to be yes. specific. Yes. And then uh, by then it was like 2 a.m. and he was starving. I was like, why don't we just go to Beto's? This, uh, yes. Yes. And this is where part. Jared fell in love with me. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> it's because Jared has this weird thing mm. where he doesn't like to be greasy or mm. sticky mm-hmm. or anything. Nope. And so on our first date, I think it's weird if you get food through a drive through and you don't start eating it. Because why the hell would you go through a drive through mm-hmm. and then eat mm. cold food when you get back? That's the point of getting fast food is you mm. eat it in the car on the go. No. Nope. Okay, well, so, that's me. So, like, we get the Betos, and yeah. I'm fucking starting to eat, and yeah. I'm starving. And so I'm like, what, are you not going to eat? And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. I'll just, like, wait till we get back to your house. And I was like, <laughs> dude, that's, like, 20 minutes. Like, that's so gross. It's be cold. So I had to, like, take his burrito out, and he has these in a little green sauce. And so mm. I, like... <laughs> Started feeding Jared's burrito. <laughs> that was the <laughs> and moment come I to knew. Find out, and I'm like putting sauce in every bite. It's a perfect bite every time. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, come to find out, he has like the biggest phobia to grease and stickiness. Yeah. And I still feed him to this day when mm-hmm. we're driving because I don't want him to eat cold food, mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to get sticky and greasy. So that's where we. Well, come you think together. about it like I'm driving, and then like I'm eating like it's a burrito or whatever it is. One hand. No, because you have to use two hands. But like, no, you don't drive with your knee. It's dangerous. Don't do that. Don't drive with your knee. Be a responsible driver. And just, just wait till you get home. That's fine. Yeah. Or I just can't get my, if anyway, I get my fingers greasy or sticky and then I touch the steering wheel, then it's there afterward. It's a whole it's not spiel. Happen. It's a whole spiel. It's it. too much. It's too much. And so. I have to have water or wipes in the car because if that happens, I have to wipe everything down. So, so yeah. when we have kids, yeah. I do the sticky and greasy yeah. and he will do throw up in the diapers. I can do that. Easy. I'll but, do diapers, obviously. But the, but sec- the best, next best part of it is that after we eat Beto's, we go home and we watch Pirates of the Caribbean. Of the Caribbean. Yeah. And we were oh, with yeah. each other till like 4 a.m. <laughs> and he was in, he was at BYU and he was training for football and he had like, I, I don't even remember, but um, yeah. yeah. And then he was like, can I like see you tomorrow? And I'm like, it's literally 4 a.m. Yeah. So yeah. Of course. And then... 
so that was like on a Friday and then by Sunday, fast forward, we're like back in my house watching a movie, same spot. Yes. And he's like, so like, where do you like see this going? Like, are you like wanting to like get married and stuff? And I'm like, well, yeah. And he goes, okay, cool. And I'm like, what do you, wait, what? Yeah. And I'm like, he's like, well, like, yeah, like I see that too. Like, that's mm-hmm. like, okay. Like we're on the same page. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Like, so you're not going to ask me to be your girlfriend. And he's like, oh, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, do you want to be my girlfriend? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> like what? <laughs> All right, let me just. All right, everyone. So those of you who don't understand. So <laughs> once you, once you're, if you're Mormon and you're LDS, what you're taught is once you get home from after serving for two years, serving the Lord and serving, you know, all that stuff, they say don't waste time, go home, get married, don't date around, don't fuck around, you know, like. And that was my. I wanted to get married and start a life, start a family. So I was dating for marriage. I wasn't dating just to date or have fun. I was dating for marriage. And when I found her, I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, I just, I just like, I like, it just, there's certain things in, in, in you that I saw immediately in like my gut feeling telling well, me like, this is absolutely someone who I want to well, be Well, yeah, with. because when we were driving to 7-Eleven, yeah, well, he's like, yeah. so I don't do small talk. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, cool. Cause I hate small talk. Like that's why he goes, yeah. So like, you know, he, what, what did you ask me? He said, what's the he one said, question I asked you? Probably what, what's my story? Yes, I did. <laughs> I asked you that question on our first day. Yeah. I said, I don't do small talk. I just want to get to know who you are, honestly. So yeah. uh, what's so your story? Deep pretty fast, man. I, I, you guys asked. We're on the bullpen. I asked that question to everybody. I asked you that question, but yeah. that's the question I asked you on our first date. Yeah, and it was actually like a crazy conversation. Like when Jared was talking to me, I was just like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be his wife. <laughs> because like, anyway, just the way you talked yeah. about your life and stuff. Like, yeah. I think it was just, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, looking back, I mean, we, we knew each other for three days after we and then became we boyfriend, boyfriend girlfriend. girlfriend. And then we were ring shopping a few weeks later well because my mom was a manager uh, yeah at case yeah we were ring shopping <laughs> and by, we got from engaged meeting, a month later you were 18 i was 21 we were engaged a month later and we were so we got engaged january 5th <laughs> and so then crazy. we got married march 4th <laughs> just saying that out loud every time we talk about and it it's like everyone's oh, like oh it's because these freaking mormons <laughs> yeah, oh, but yeah. no it was genuinely like it was genuinely because me and Jared both knew. I mean, like mm-hmm. looking back, was it fucking crazy? Like me and Jared talk about like if our kids ever come to us and they're like, mom, I think I want to get married. I'm going to be like, no, you don't. <laughs> You're literally a child. <laughs> yeah. And we were like, it's just so young. Yeah. So like, you know, now I'm 23, almost 24 and Jared's turning oh, 27 this yeah, year. Yeah, 27. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. Grandpa. But I mean, all right, so like, I mean, we both agree on this. We're going to be completely honest. Like, was it, did it, because we got married so young, did it make our first couple years of marriage that much harder? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Our I first, mean, we yeah. barely knew each other. I was, I, mean, I was honestly, barely, I wasn't making any money. You I don't know? even like, think we, were, I think we fought maybe once. It wasn't even a fight. I think I just snapped at you. What, like while we were dating and stuff? <laughs> when we were dating, like oh, I yeah. literally don't even think we like had like really an argument through. or yeah. anything. Right, until after we got married. Yeah, besides like yeah. family stuff. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, we literally didn't know each other. Yeah. And then we go through the, the ringer of, you know, like yeah. I'm trying to be an entrepreneur. I'm trying to build no, stuff. No, we were trying to do football. Oh, I know. Well, that like just for a few months after we got married and then I got cut. But that was our plan. <laughs> like you plan. were in school and you were doing right. football and then right. I worked full time doing hair. Yeah. So like I was sugar mama for a minute. Yeah, while she was making all the money, baby guys. Boy, yeah. <laughs> you were while making all the boy money. was trying to do football in school. Yeah. And like at one point I was just like, look, you've yeah. got to pick. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, but like you can't. Because mm-hmm. like he didn't want to do the NFL. So I'm like, mm-hmm. why are you working so hard? Which mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to crush 
crush his dreams. I was trying to be realistic okay. here. BYU, you crush my dreams. You, you're the ones <laughs> yeah. who cut me. Anyways, so yeah, after I think that was a really hard struggle for once Jared, you know, decided to not do football anymore because I think he also was trying to find himself. I mean, we were just so young. I think yeah. we've literally gone through so many growing spurts. Yeah. Obviously together, but oh, yeah, I mean, so then like after we get cut from football, like we're trying to figure shit out, right? We knew like we yeah. wanted to, I mean, we, we talked about this, like we wanted to build something. We weren't like, like we weren't just going to get regular jobs. Well, at that point, I think we knew we wanted more for our family. We right. wanted to be successful. We right. wanted, you know, more with, you know, not that what our families, mm-hmm. you know, provided mm-hmm. for us wasn't, you know, enough, right. but we just wanted more. We right. wanted to do more. We wanted, mm-hmm. you know, to leave stuff for our kids. We wanted to build like this entire, yeah. you know, legacy for generations. Like yeah. it was, I think that was just from the point blank. I think we mm-hmm. both had that conversation yep. when we were dating. Yep. I mean, well, yeah, we we're having that conversation early in our marriage while we we're dating, you know, and like, I'm looking at it back at like, you know, how things were like, you know, with every, like with us going through what we went through religiously, right. With us going through what we went through, being so young, being married, our money situation, right. Yeah, like the we, family situation, the family situation, the you know, everything. like everything was just piling up over and over again. I'm just trying to figure out a way to make money. I go out and do door to door and I'm out in Connecticut while you're yeah. back in Utah. Yeah. So I couldn't know? go out with him because I was so busy with hair. There was like no, and like, I was like the main source of income. I was like, there's no fucking way I can just move out there for the summer. Like I couldn't like, no, like yeah. I would lose my entire clientele. I mean, I'm sure my clients would have been loyal, but like realistically, mm-hmm. like, you know, like yeah. there was no way. So yeah. he went to Connecticut, you know, and I stayed here and it was miserable. One of the darkest times of my life, for sure. It was hard. Yeah. Well, and we weren't, like, not that we were bad, but, like, me and you weren't weren't necessarily the strongest either. Yeah, we were not in a good place. You know, so, like, I don't even, where did we live when you went to Connecticut? We were in, uh, uh, we were in Vineyard, but then we moved to Saratoga at that no, time. No, I, oh no, but I think we, we moved out of the yeah, townhome. Yeah, I came back from Summer Sales to move. I can't in, remember. We had a townhome in Vineyard yeah. and then our lease was almost up and yeah. we were supposed to buy a house, but then that didn't go through because yeah. we were, you know, trying yeah. to figure all our shit out. And mm-hmm. then I just found a rental in Saratoga. So yeah. we, I had him come home to help me move. Yeah. God, yeah. <laughs> that was just crazy. Well, so I mean, like, here's the thing: is then, like, I come back from summer sales, start doing, you know, start, you know, really getting in as an entrepreneur, like, you know, with what we had with the real estate stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and we're still just like just trying to figure shit out, right? But I think the moment that everything changed for you and me, you know, I really like, you know, like, like I think this was like what made us work because, like, but looking before this, babe, like it sucked, you know, <laughs> dude. I, I know. mean, it was, like, you know, it's great, but it sucked, right? I think what really changed everything was, you know, we're building stuff. We start to make more money. And then all of a sudden at one moment it's gone. Like the, probably the darkest time, I think I, I if you, I, I, that's probably oh, the darkest time of my I'm gonna life. I'm going to cry. <laughs> darkest time of my life. I lose everything. Like the whole real estate thing gone, making yeah. multiple six figures. It's gone in oh, one yeah. moment. Right. Yeah. And at the, almost the exact same weekend, your dad's diagnosed with stage four, mm-hmm. right? Your dad's diagnosed with stage four. Yeah. We didn't have any savings, which we should have, but, but we just kept throwing money back into just trying to do stuff, you know, and like we didn't have any savings. Right. And I think, I think we had a little, I think it was less than 10 grand. We hadn't saved. Oh, it was less. Yeah. Well, I, I said basically nothing at this point. But also you know? when you were making that money, we didn't know. We didn't know what to do with our money. We didn't know. Just like, to we didn't know. Out. We yeah. were just like, I mean, like right. he was making, you know, 
I don't know, what did you think? Like 100, 150 grand a year? I was making like 200 grand, yeah. But we just fucking, we were dumb. Like, yeah. we blew through that shit. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, right. we were dumb. Yeah. Like, it's not that we couldn't afford our life, but we did not do savings. We did yeah. not, like, right. we did not save for investments. We didn't right. save for anything. Like, we covered all of our bills. Obviously, we had mm-hmm. fun. We traveled. We got the cars. We got whatever mm-hmm. we wanted, but we were really dumb in that yeah. aspect. Yeah. And so, yeah, you got, um, yeah, you got let go. And yeah. then, literally, I think it was, it was actually two days before Jer got let go or three days before that my dad had been diagnosed yeah. and um, he got diagnosed with stage four colon mm-hmm. and it's metastasized everywhere. So it's like in, it's his, in his lungs, colon yeah. and his liver and his kidneys and his lungs and his spine and his like mm-hmm. shoulder and his bones. Like, I mean, it, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> it wasn't good for my dad. Like it wasn't looking good for me. And on top of it, this is when the pandemic was starting. Right. Yeah. yeah oh my gosh so, I forget about that so this is like when the pandemic was starting and so when jerry was um and like i didn't ever doubt like when he left that job like i didn't ever doubt him that he would figure it out like jerry like i i've never like i never doubted that at all so like i don't even think i was really concerned about it because it was me and my sister and my mom up at this at the freaking hospital with my yeah, dad like right. every day like yeah. i mean we we're because my dad was in um in um uh, the critical, you know, yeah. what's the ICU or ICU. something? Yeah, intensive care. Um, yeah. yeah, and so um, I wasn't even like, like I was like, well, that fucking sucks. But yeah. like I was still doing hair at the time, so I was like, it's fine. Like we have like you know X, Y, and Z, and and so then he calls me and he's like, you know, hey, like I know this sounds crazy, but what do you think about like moving to Texas? And I think I like lost it you on you. You did. I was and just like, how right fucking dare you? Oh, like, I, I was so nervous like to call you and tell you that. Like, my dad is dying. Yeah. Like, and you want me to move where? Yeah. Like, you know, like me and my sister and like, we were like, it, I, I felt like it was just like that. We mm-hmm. were the support system for my mom and dad. Right. You know what I mean? Like, we were up there every single day and like, you know, my brothers came up and stuff. But, you know, it was just like. It was crazy and like we you know and mm-hmm. like just there there was just so much and on top of the pandemic like you don't like i was like everything going through my head i'm just like fuck like my dad's like 50 something years old like i don't even have kids yet like he's mm-hmm. literally dying like you know he went like like they had him on so much medication because mm-hmm. he was in so much pain and like yeah. they didn't know his back was broken yeah and so he was on so much like mm-hmm. medication so he was like going in and out of like overdoses and like he yeah. was like not like he was not Basically comas at points right no 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 like, not com- like no he was just he wasn't um coherent yeah mm-hmm. but i was it wasn't a coma he was just, just so drugged mm-hmm. that he was just yeah right okay and like his memory like he just couldn't and like my dad had like he has the craziest stories like he uh, yeah like like remember when he was like uh one of the nurses like walked in or something Mm -hmm. i don't remember who found him but he was like out from the bed and they have they usually put the bed alarms on so that way if they get out of the bed Mm -hmm. that they know and the nurses will like come running and my dad was like scratching at the wall like behind Mm -hmm. his bed and i think i i can't remember if my mom was there or not like i feel like that whole that whole experience is so blotchy for me because it's like survival mode but he was like having like this long story short he was like scratching at the wall and um he was like you have to get me out of here you have to get me out of here and like you know the nurses like calmed him down and like he ended up um i think my mom like then was in the bathroom with him and and he was like brandy like there's something like there's somebody Mm -hmm. behind you like standing Mm -hmm. behind you and my mom was like well Mm -hmm. are they like safe like Mm -hmm. is it okay and he's like no yeah like i just Mm -hmm. like i have to save him i have to say or something like that Mm -hmm. and come to find out like my dad was having this dream of like this soldier Mm -hmm. And ugh, I'm gonna cry. 
and um he was like if i don't save the soldier like like i'm gonna die like i have to save him and so like in the stream like he's like there's like bombs going off or like whatever and he hears like chains like you know clinking and like and like come to find out like my dad like after like he had like remembered all the stuff he was just like i like i was the soldier in my dream and like i like have to pull myself through this and like you know like everything with like our family and like there was like way more to the dream right yeah, but right. like my dad was like kind of hallucinating you yeah, know right. like he was you know and so and then like he had other dreams where like he saw like the sphere of like his colon that it was like clear like he mm -hmm. i mean my dad had the most like amazing like mm -hmm. you know like compared to like what his situation was like he had some really really cool like you know like moments that mm -hmm. he just like experienced himself that like i think he still remembers to this day that you know are emotional right. and anyway so there was a lot going on with my dad i mean yeah. my dad was like not doing good at all like there were points that he was just like you know code red like yeah. at one point the doctor told us like you know, like you know it's not looking good like right. you guys need like remember we all went up to the hospital yeah. and had family prayer with my yeah, dad we and, all there. Yeah. yeah and my dad just looked at us and was just like this isn't the end like i promise you like yeah. i'm gonna like fight for this i'm not done like mm -hmm. ugh, dude and so this is when my dad's back was broken mm. and the doctors are saying like my dad was way too fragile to do surgery on like there was no way and so <clears throat> we had family prayer and then we all left and i think my mom stayed with him or you know my mom sleep up at the hospital with him and the doctor came in the next morning and um said like you know i just have like the biggest gut feeling like mm. if you make it through this and i don't do the surgery you're gonna be a paraplegic or mm. whatever like the where you're paralyzed right. from the waist down yeah. right right and so he's like, I think like, you know, you don't really have much to lose. I think we just go for it. Like, let's just mm -hmm. do it. Like I, because the cancer was growing in his spine to where it crushed his um, right. vertebrates. Yeah. And so his like, it's excruciating. Yeah. And so they ended up taking my dad in the, into the surgery and it was like a like ten hour oh, surgery. long surgery. Yeah. I mean, my mom was waiting with him all day. And so I was up there in the hospital with him. Um, when he got out at like midnight and my mom wanted to go home once he saw mm -hmm. him and she was so tired. So I was like, well, I'll stay with dad for a little bit. And then, mm -hmm. you know, and so I was just with my dad and it was just those moments like with my dad are just like all, yeah. I mean, it was such a fragile time in our lives and, and my dad was up and walking the next day. Yeah. You know, my dad's freaking the doctor's mm -hmm. like, dude, you're built like a freaking tree trunk, man. And I yeah. was like hacking away at like freaking mm -hmm. tree trunks. Um, so anyway, I, there was a lot of blessings that we, um, definitely, I think experienced throughout that whole thing. But then on top of it, we were getting ready to move. Yeah. So then, you know, all of that on top of like, I'm moving, Yeah. you know? So yeah, we just, um, you called me and just said that <laughs> this is what we have to do. And I like, you know, obviously like trusted you and I, you know, I like, obviously you look to you to be a provider and I know that like you need, you know, you have goals and stuff to like, figure stuff out. And mm -hmm. so we just, yeah, I just said, okay. Well, from my, per like, you know, you're like, it's hard listening to that because like, you know, from my perspective, when I think back at like, you know, you know, just like, like I lost everything. Right. Like I lost, I lost everything. You yeah. know, and I didn't provide, right? I wasn't, I was making, I was doing really well. I was growing. I was building something and I just one moment it was gone. And then the, what was happening with your dad and I saw how much you were struggling, you know, and you were just struggling because, I mean, your dad's basically, you're, you're being told your dad is dying, you know? And, you know, when you say like you're pissing me from a call, I know you work and, and I was, 
I was scared to call you. I know. You know, because I, I had options, right? I was I was really doing well, and I had options. I had people offering me the jobs, you know, that where I knew I'd make six figures, right? And I just knew that if I took those jobs, that we would we'd I'd be stuck. We'd be there, yeah. If I took those jobs, we would have been stuck yeah. with that job because I'd have made enough money for me to for us to have a good life, but not enough to go to the next level, right? right? And so when I thought really hard, I didn't want to fucking knock doors. No. You know, like I didn't want to do that, right? But, you know, just I'm just grateful that you did, you know, that we did do it, right? Because I'm going to cry. I know we went down to Texas and I just remember just, I felt so guilty, you know, and I just told you, I promise you I'll make it worth it, you know? I just, I promise I'll make it worth it. But I never, like... I never like doubted you yeah. ever. Like I right. knew, like I like, and I like I knew that oh. you would never like ask me to like go and do something that, especially in like the times that we were. Had you not trusted yourself and knew like this is what we have to do, yeah. and like that's why when I was like in this like you know mental you know spiral, yeah. and you're like we're moving, and I'm just like okay, like. Yeah. Jared knows what's happening. Jared knows what I'm going through with my dad. There's no fucking way he would ask me to go just going out on a whim and just hoping that it would work. Right. And so that's why I just was like, okay, like, let's go. Like, okay, like, I can come home. Mm -hmm. Like, if anything happens to my dad, like, I can hop on a flight. We'll go home. We'll Mm -hmm. move. Like, whatever. But, like, on the good chance that my dad will be okay, Mm -hmm. you know, after all these surges and after all these things, like, you know, like once my dad, you know, went home and stuff. So like, it just, it was crazy is I think Texas was, um, both of like the hardest times for us separately, right? but the best for our marriage. Yeah. We were like, away from everyone. It was just I, you and me. Yeah. It was like and the dogs, the happiest mean you have been yeah. in our marriage <clears throat> Yeah, while like simultaneously, like going through mm-hmm. the hardest, most lonely, most depressed States. I think mean you have ever been. Yeah. But somehow we were still like closer yeah. than ever. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. it, it forced us to like just you and me just focus on us, right? Like yeah. with all the dark. And that's, you know, that's why I say like, you know, probably the best thing that ever happened to us was oh, the 100%, decision. Oh, 100%. 100%. Because everything's changed since then. Yeah. You know, how much you've grown, how much I've grown, you know, how much the business has yeah. fucking grown, like how much everything's grown since Texas, yeah. since we made that decision. It's just been you know, unbelievable. That's why when we talk to people about like, and you know, they, they ask you, right. You know, how did, how'd you guys do it? Right. And they ask us like, how and do I'm you do like, it? And I'm like, I don't even like, know how to answer do that. Do you want to go through that? <laughs> like if you're willing to go through that, then yeah. you, then you can get there. Well, right? and like, that's why I think it's so <coughs> funny. Like it really doesn't even like make me irritated or anything when people are like, Oh, she just married him for money or she right. just, or like they are, they're on daddy's money. And I'm like, yeah. you have no fucking idea. Like right. if you guys ever like, and I know there's other couples that are like, like I know mm-hmm. that there's other couples that like have been through like you know just as hard shit and i've made it out and like you know came out successful but that's why Mm -hmm. i'm just like it i mean i remember it used to bother me that i'm like why why would anybody say that but now it's just like dude fuck off like you have no fucking idea like sit behind your fucking computer in your mom's basement and continue talking shit yeah because like it's just like it's crazy i just look back and it's freaking crazy but anyway so then we're in texas you're knocking doors yeah while on the side Mm -hmm. we were building alpha yeah 
in this little janky ass Mm -hmm. fucking apartment where the dishwasher didn't like first world problems yeah (laughs) dishwasher like just like nothing like it's hot as shit like it's freaking this one little tiny we got both dogs Mm -hmm. we got it's a one bedroom apartment you're freaking training like you know the guys that used to work for you like we're like building the shit on the side and plus you're still doing sales for yourself while you're freaking knocking doors from whatever right Oh, was like, I, w- I would, in between doors, I'd be, you know, like building the business. Hopping I'd be, on I'd be phone calls. Try- hopping you know, on phone doing calls. The making stuff with e-commerce. You know? Yeah, exactly. Whatever it was. Yeah. You know? And then I was building the website back in. Yeah. <laughs> I was doing the website on ClickFunnels right. and doing, you know, all yeah. this stuff while I was at home at the apartment and yeah. we would film and I would like, yeah. you know, pull and stuff no out and edit we and we had <laughs> we <were> no <laughs> idea what we were doing. But I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah this is going to work. It's yeah. great. Looking at the first one, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> But I mean, here's the thing. Like, I tried my best with what I yeah, know. You did great. Look at where we're at now. <laughs> <laughs> but looking back, has it gotten easier since then? No. I don't think so. No. I, I just no. think I think we just went through a little bit of a crucible. We became a lot a lot stronger. I think our tolerance that. is very high. Yeah. Yeah. So. I agree. Well, now we're here at this point, right? Yeah. And it's just it's been a crazy thing, babe. You know, and I just want you to know how grateful I am oh, for you. You know, dude, <laughs> isn't that crazy? Well, baby, is there any questions we should answer for yeah, the rest of the audience? Here, let's get out of this. Let's get out of the soap I know opera this little story. emo let's, phase. You know, let's, let's just see if there's any. We we asked you guys if there's any questions you had for us before this podcast, and I think we had a few people come in. There's actually one specific question that has been asked multiple times: is doing business together as a couple? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And how has that been good or bad? Right. So, So. I mean, for me, like when we first started doing, when Jerry even started doing this type of business, like, um, when he, you know, before all of that shit show happened, I was so sensitive. Yeah. I mean, I was so sensitive little guy Mm -hmm. and I just, I had a really hard time with Jerry working all the time, like all the time. Right. Because I'm used to like, once I'm done, I'm done. Like I can leave work at work, Mm -hmm. but with Jerry's type of business, like you are working all the time. Right. And Jer, like, I think we like kind of got in a fight about it because I was just frustrated. I'm just like, oh, like, you know, I want to spend time with you and I want to do these things. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, we were still learning balance and all that. But he literally was just like, look, like I'm trying to do, like, I'm trying to build this for our family. I'm trying to like grind and work my ass off so that way we can have X, Y, and Z in the future. Mm -hmm. And if you can't do this with me, if you can't, you know, like be able to like, handle that and support that with me then like it's not gonna work and right. i was just like ah fuck <laughs> like i mean i i and like i'm sure there's way more to the conversation but like it really did hit me because i was just mm-hmm. like shit like he's like you're right yeah. like i gotta like pull my shit together mm-hmm. and like allow like the space and like you know like give you the space to work and like just like trusting in you that you will also like balance our marriage and mm-hmm. you know balance our time together and like whatever and so i think that's kind of like what like started it but now that we're in it Mm. like as like a wife wait what was the question again like how do you balance work and right 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 as a wife like of you know someone who does entrepreneurship and works all the time and pays people's livelihoods and you know is building and constantly doing and working he is constantly thinking and doing for all these other people and so i feel like where i you know, can balance all that is making sure that like you're taken care of. Mm. Right. And on top of it, making sure everything else is taken care of on right. the backside. Yeah. But I think, and two, like our communication, I think has been number one key mm. yeah. 
And like, I think we both trust each other and value each other's opinion Mm -hmm. wholeheartedly in the business. Like we both look at each other before we look at anybody else and like, what do you think about this? Mm -hmm. Or what do you, you know, Mm -hmm. what, you know, what do you think we structure this way? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, and I've learned a lot about the business, just watching you and listening Mm -hmm. to you and like you're bouncing ideas off me. And so then when I like came on to alpha full time with you, Mm -hmm. I think that's what really helped is because like we have already like tried to learn that balance. Right before i was like full on yeah because i was doing hair up until like a year right, ago right yeah you're just doing like kind of you know yeah like and i would just like listen yeah. to what's going on right. but also like with how much time jerry spends with the business like we talked about this like we spend more time with each other if i'm involved yes yeah it's true like if i'm just at home all day like yeah. i don't see this guy till right. like you know six or seven and he's gone doing or whatever mm-hmm. and then when he comes home and he's working so it's like I, I personally love it. I do too. I love doing it with you. Well, I think like, I be- couldn't imagine yeah. not being involved. I, well, I think the best part about it is that number one, above all you like, it's one thing for me to come home from work and explain to you what happened at work. It's another thing for you to be there and experience it with me. Yeah. And so, you know, exactly what I, what's happening, you know? So it's not like I have to come home and explain what's happening, you know, yeah, at work, you you're just reiterating know. everything. And yeah. by the time you get home, you're exhausted yeah. and I'm exhausted, yeah. but like, we both know what's going on. We both right. do it together. We exactly. both are like, yeah. Which has made it better. On, yeah. You know? And I think it's made it easier. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> got a little question. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone's uh, someone said, "What are each of your roles in the business?" Mm. <laughs> well, Daddy's CEO, so <laughs> he's Big Papa. I'm CEO, dude. I don't even know when people ask me that what my role is. I'm just like, you name it, everything. You name it. That's the things like oh, your role is to do anything and everything we yeah. need to do. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like I was the bitch on AlphaCon. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I yeah, whipped put, that shit together. Everyone, in like everyone three who, lo- who talked to me about AlphaCon, it was this woman right here who put that shit together. Right? Yeah, like, and you know, with the for, help dealing of with the protesters. Sure, and- but oh my gosh, like I was just talking to someone last night at Keaton's. I was just like, they're just like raving about like AlphaCon. It was so awesome. I'm like, as long as it looks so good yeah. from your guys' perspective, because from the back end, because on the back shit. end we had like radios, man. I was just yeah. like, wait, where this bitch is where? Like, yeah. I mean, we had security. We had it was yeah. crazy, but. It was amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I just do like, um, yeah, all of our event planning, um, mm. basically like just help Jared delegate. Like any, that's what I'm saying. Anything and everything, you name it, I do it. There you go. Yeah. Mama does it. Yeah, she does so it. all the apparel line, <laughs> our, all our merch. Apparel line coming out soon. Um, freak. Ev- like I can't yeah. even think. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Everything. That's a lot, man. Um, what other question we get? Let's do one more. Let's do one kay. more question. I don't even know. Did you get any on yours? Well, I know. I mean, you got a the lot ones of people like, are just asking about like, can how I take, you're doing can, people are asking if you can take her on a date. No. Hey, that was listen, <laughs> just listen. shared it. <laughs> that was the Mandina girl. She can take me on a date anytime. Yeah. Um, uh, what was your reaction to Jared dropping out of college? I literally said, Jared, if you're not going to freaking go to school and do your homework, what are yeah. you doing? Oh, yeah, like, I, yeah. I, I didn't encourage it. Like, had he yeah. been going and like giving it 100%, I would have supported it. But at the same time, like, homeboy wasn't going to class. <laughs> and then we'd be laying in bed at like 11 o'clock or midnight or like 11 o'clock. And he's like, yeah. oh shit, I got my paper due at midnight. And I'm yeah. like, Jared, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Anyway, so Colleges. that wasn't really, I really don't care because Stupid. I dropped out of high school. So yeah. what do you do? Yeah. Yeah, you can. <laughs> I was just reading that. Because I mean, you both definitely hard-headed. Yeah, yeah. So the questions with two mm. alphas in a marriage: What areas are you each the alpha in? Mm. 
well in the bedroom. <laughs> we switch uh, off. No. That's so funny. Uh, with two alphas in a marriage, you're definitely a chief. There's no, there's no doubt about that, right? You like, and that's it's funny because when I first, you know, got married, your mom always told me you're, you're dating a chief. You know, she's like, she's a leader. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can tell that. You know, but um. Where is it balanced? Where does it balance that we're yeah, both? Yeah, you answer that. I feel like I've just been answering all the questions. Yeah. You just get on there. Well, you know what's funny is when, when it comes like two alphas in a marriage or like, you know, like I didn't like I married a leader, right? I married yeah. a leader. And to me, it's exciting to watch you be a leader, mm. right? It's exciting for me to watch you step into that. And I think when you do step into that, you're a lot happier, yeah. right? I think the balance is knowing that neither one of us is telling each other, you know, like, bossing the other one around right well and but I we're think bossing you know like basically we've we've been able to direct our energy together on one yeah. really massive thing you well, know and i think too that like when they say like you know how is it with like two alphas in a marriage it i feel like that's looking at like an alpha like i'm the boss and you're doing whatever. Mm -hmm. like that's not what that's not how we look at like an alpha mm -hmm. like we look at alphas like leadership right. like you know doing you know serving doing right. what you're like what others can't do right. doing you know whatever you need to do to help mm -hmm. those who you know are right. in need like and i think me and you both genuinely mm -hmm. get happiness through serving others i mm -hmm. think that's why we thrive so well is because right. you know and i think too like we hold space for each other enough space for each other to like thrive in those positions where mm -hmm. like you know i see you as a provider and i see you you know as a boss and you're running this business and you're doing all these things but like also like when we have kids like that's probably where it's gonna like come out more with mm -hmm. me of like the alpha side because like mm -hmm. i am like i am super intuitive with that and mm -hmm. i will you know what i mean like right. i already know how i'll be as a mom so it's mm -hmm. like there's like a lot of traits I think with me and you that like we both just hold space for us to thrive in those right. positions and running the business together. I mean, you both have to be leaders. You have to be a leader to do what we do. Right. Yeah. So true. Yeah. That's a good answer, babe. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. There's one, if there's one more thing you want to tell the audience, babe, what would it be? Oh, about mm. what? Which Anything. part? Well, one more message. One more thing you can tell right, the audience. Let me think. Let me think. Um, Oh no, that's a tough one, babe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Gut reaction. What's the first thing that comes to mind? You know what? I think it's. Uh, I think like as a woman mm. in this industry with you and being married to someone like you, I think it is extremely important to um, and as a wife to dive in and really, really understand who you are and where your power is as a woman, mm. because there is so much value and balance you um, bring to a marriage, especially being married to an entrepreneur, that there's there's so many um, powerful traits that I think have also like helped us succeed with you know, how mm. I've stepped into our marriage as your mm. wife and not being supportive and doing mm. all these things. So I think just really, really learning. Cause like, you know, that I've like been doing like a ton of like inner right. work mm -hmm. and like really, really working through like traumas and mm -hmm. figuring out who I am and like what my strengths are. And I think doing that has been like the biggest blessing because I really, really have been like, I've allowed myself to step into like a true feminine mm. alpha mm -hmm. leader. Yeah. You know what I mean? In our marriage, in our business and mm. knowing that like, and like being okay with that and being comfortable mm. with it and not feeling like everything else overpower, like overpowers you. So like as a wife in, in this industry, I think the, if I could say anything, I think you just be so confident 
in being a woman and being powerful and being a leader mm -hmm. because I think it just I think it just adds so much to like what we do. Mm. I don't know if that sounds cocky. Mm, that's so hot. But <laughs> you know, I, love I think it's just powerful. Mm. Amen. Why? Baby. What do you have to say? Huh? No, I got plenty you to say. say. I, I say too much, and that's why I wanted you on here because you're, you're dropping fire, babe. That that's was awesome. What I do. Hey, that's me. You want to go follow my wife, Kinsey XO, on Instagram? Make sure you no, go there's follow. There's nothing her. spicy. I'm running his <laughs> shit all the time. So by the time I check mine, there's nothing. Well, I love you, baby. I love you more. Thanks for coming on the bullpen. Anytime. Anytime. <laughs>